Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Welcome to the Nerds Podcast number 548. Doing another podcast show at San Diego Comic-Con on July 26th, Saturday, 7.30 p.m. show at it at the Balboa Theater. I know I'll be there. Are you going to be there? I'm actually down for Comic-Con. I've had a bit I wanted to pitch to forever where I just sit at the edge of the stage with my notebook. That would be fantastic. You should do that. Oh, I'm Give people down. a chance to see you. Oh, man. Kyle Clark now appearing All the right. podcast. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, dude, Matt and Joan are going to be so mad. Oh, that's why I love it. Like, the show itself is irrelevant. It's just why making them here? upset. <laughs> I feed off the Joan Ray's and Matt Myers' anger. That's phenomenal. I won't tell. I'm not going to oh, tell. Oh, God, them. yes. Because they don't oh. listen to the show. Oh, it'll for be, sure it'll not. it be a surprise. And if you're listening to this, don't tweet it Please, at them. do not ruin this do for not, me. Do not let them know. <laughs> this has to be a surprise for them. Oh, um, okay, good, good, good. That's going to be a lot of fun. Also, I've uh, joined the uh, Oddball Comedy Festival, which starts uh, August 8th in Tampa and then does a bunch of cities in August and September. But it's, it, is a, it is a big ticket comedy. It's like a, um, a Louis C.K. and Sarah Silverman and Gaffigan. It, it's got almost like a comedy Aziz. relief kind of feel where it's like the comedy event of the yeah. age. And then there's, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I think I'm doing 15 of the 20 dates. You excited to do that Red Rocks? I am doing Red Rocks. Yeah, that's that was, the raddest. That was the first one of the. I mean, there were many reasons why I decided to do it, but as soon as I heard Red Rocks, I was like, I do that one as long. I just I make sure I can get on the Red Rocks one because you know I went to high school for a couple of years in Denver, and Red Rocks is Red Rocks. You should then like sell it, package it like the Dave Matthews at Red Rocks album, just like whatever the length of your set is for that, and then just put it in front of Matt Myra, <laughs> or I'll just do my jokes. Uh, all is Dave Matthews. Oh, that's even... Oh. Was I think <laughs> going into hotels? Put your balls all over the wall now. It turns out sharks have a thing called a cloaca. Cloaca. <laughs> and the fiddle comes in. This podcast is Super Ego. Now, Super Ego is a phenomenal podcast that started in 2006. It's uh, Matt Gorley, Jeremy Carter, Mark McConville, and... Paula Tompkins will be joining them today for an announcement. And also, there's going to be uh, season four of Super Ego coming soon, which they will announce on the podcast as well. They will tell you uh, what date that is. But um, really, really, just like nice guys who, who happen to be fucking hilarious. That's, that's the biggest thing. It's like, like, I was a huge fan. And then we had Matt Gorley on Nerd Turns. Yeah. And finding out that he's also the nicest man in the world. Yeah, and Gorley does uh, James Bonding with Matt Myra. Mm-hmm. The, Matt, the Matt and Matt show. So, uh, so here you go. Here's the Nerds Podcast number 548 with Super Ego. Now entering Nerdist.com So, uh, welcome to the Super Ego Podcast. Everyone sound off quickly so everyone knows. I'm Jeremy Carter. Yes. Pa- Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> Mark McConville. Welcome. Um, so, Paul has just recently joined. Well, you, but you did Super Ego stuff for a while. So I've recorded with them 
uh, a million times. Countless. One million? Yeah. One yeah. million. I didn't realize. Wait, so if that's only a fraction, that means you must have done three million times? episodes. Yeah, yeah, three, they million have episodes. not even done a million episodes. <laughs> we've only put fifty-one out, but we're just banking them. There's we a keep of yeah. edits. <laughs> They'll live long after we're all. We gone. want Wally to be able to listen to new <laughs> super episodes. Someone's got to occupy his time. Or could someone at least dub in some super ego audio to Wally for when he's watching scenes? <laughs> <laughs> Will he get all the references? Will he be able to access some file to get all the references? He's a robot, thing? of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know, but he's sort of a future robot. Get that, right? get that, get that, make his cockroach friend help him out. Well, I can't, I can't make him do anything. I won't be here. I ruined the planet. Oh, oh, oh this is how this happened. Yeah. Oh, God. I wasn't going to. You do it? Yeah. I, I couldn't I'm, believe he didn't find an iPod. Not one. <laughs> That's how he should find <laughs> out about one. Super Ego while Wally finds an iPod. Was you he watching right he... in the like resonant spot of this room and your voice is just And sounding... I sound like God. Yeah. <laughs> is that <laughs> is that how God sounds? I am a God's Well, yes. I don't want to If you're weird. a Catholic and you know it, clap your hands. Could um <laughs> could we all just stop and sing the verse of What If God Was One of Us by Joan Osborne? Uh. <laughs> What if God was one of us? Do, 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 do. Just a stranger. No, you went. You jumped ahead. It's God's love. Well, I think what we've what we've learned is that you are definitely not God because God would not have fucked that up. All right. I am a throughout this episode. We will be revealed until there is one God left. Everybody else will show themselves false. One true God. I've just done it. I did it too. I went straight to. Stranger on the bus? So yeah. I followed you, so yeah. what does that mean? Uh-oh. I think Chris and I went to slob. So you're <laughs> suggesting we do deity survivor? Yeah. <laughs> Can we all vote each other off if we have equal powers? It's actually oh. kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. Isn't that a comic book? It should be. Or Did- a movie. <laughs> I feel like that's probably yeah, been on the phone. done at some point <laughs> probably. in yeah, some yeah. comic Had to tale of some kind. Yeah. You, but you guys were podcasting uh, before it was a hip thing to do. So much Super so, Hero goes back yeah. to 2006, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so much so, I think that we felt like nobody's listening, so we, don't ha- we can just do our own kind of thing and then didn't censor ourselves. And then people started listening, mostly thanks to this guy, Paul F. Tompkins. He's to my left. Uh, <laughs> Important detail. Uh, if you were hearing the sound yeah. of that thumb being pointed, this is insane. Right? He knows where he is. <laughs> <laughs> but we should mention that this is the announcement we're making that Paul's joining us full time. That it, this is not public knowledge. We 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 really did it. Unless it is look- sort it is sort of public knowledge because a lot of people have noticed that the icon has changed in the in in iTunes. I guess. Yeah, yeah that's a little treasure trail we've been. And also, planting. it's being listed as Paul F. Tompkins' <laughs> super ego. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was right. the other clue. Well, it's super ego's just been dropped. It's just yeah, completely. <laughs> it's it's Paul F. Tompkins and gang. <laughs> Mistake. <laughs> the ball, the Paul F. Tompkins country bear jamboree. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see that. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. Someone, what if God? <laughs> someone has to hack. It'd be great to hack the country bear jamboree show, <sighs> and then I don't know what would you put in it. What would you... Joan Osborne, I think, if we uh, learned You think they'd just be yeah. singing, like, weird 90s songs? Do you know about... Put, you like, guys... a McLaughlin group in there. <laughs> <laughs> just have these bears debating. Or Melvin Bragg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, welcome to In Our Time with Melvin Bragg. <laughs> that was a podcast that Paul introduced me yeah, to. Yeah, me too. Same here, yeah. And, uh, and, and I introduced many people to it. Uh, Friendship. As a res- Why do we have it? Yeah. <laughs> What's the point of it? How could you listen to this for an hour? Oh my god, I can't stop listening. <laughs> but I feel like I had the same. I I think maybe we had similar experiences within our time, uh, which was that it's so dense with information that it's not you cannot passively listen to no. in our time. No. It is the it's a lecture basically. Yeah. It's a lecture series. Yeah. You got to pay it. You can't even like iron a shirt. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I was ironing and I was listening to in our time and I was like, I gotta. I I gotta stop because I keep going back. Like, wait, why is this? What did she just say? This was the episode about ironing shirts, too. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think would be helpful? Next time we tackle passive audio consumption. <laughs> it's not possible. It's not possible. Uh, it, it was, it, is he still making them, or is it... I don't know. I'm so backed up on those. He made like, a million well, of them, and they're just letting them stack like, up. So, wait, if, if you had to stop while you're ironing, can you listen to it while you drive? No. Or do you have to no. pull over? No. Really? 
You can't I, because Jeremy, you, I don't know why you're shouting. Jeremy, why would you think that driving would be something that demands less of your time? Than I don't, by the tone I, of your voice, I am. It is you are right. In here, I am but a I do agree. Idiot. I do agree with Paul. I don't know how could you, but you can't because it's. It's there, it's so scholarly, and there's a panel of yeah. there's a pantheon of genii who do do nothing but the thing they're talking about. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's okay, dense. I gotta, listen I gotta to one. Listen to, listen to the Norman invasion, or oh. or uh, I don't know. I will sarcasm. Sar- was one yeah. was it really? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome to In Our Time, I guess. <laughs> that was sarcasm. <laughs> you, you never oh, know. you know what? Hold on a second. I think I'm wrong, and I think it was cynicism. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Not sarcasm. But if you did cynicism, there's probably one in your backlog yeah. of sarcasm. Not, I wouldn't be surprised. Distant relatives. <laughs> I mean, he covered anything that's ever uh, existed in the history of man. So any concept, any physical thing, an act, a treaty, um, I mean, anything that has existed since man is covered in the podcast. This is a wide berth of topicality. Those concept ones are the real mind blowers, that it's just the the idea, it's just ideas. Like it's one thing when they they talk about historical event, but then when they're just talking about these... Sort of things that we live with every day, like friendship or something like, like that. Hope. Everything yeah. he's doing yeah. should go on a Carl Sagan gold record. It's not really meant for us. It's like for an alien civilization <laughs> to learn about us. Yeah. To understand. Yeah, it's like, but won't be able to process because he's a robot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Some of the concepts he's not going to be able to grasp. And he's watching VHSs of uh, Gigi or whatever. <laughs> what was the movie he was watching in that? Was not... Uh, it wasn't Geely oh, with um, oh. Jennifer. He was watching Geely. Yeah, he was. Right. Yeah. It's not because you would think there would be so many other, <laughs> so many available copies of Geely. Yeah. that no one bought. Well, that's what littered the planet. Is yeah, that the planet was <laughs> just like enough. Why did we keep making these? <laughs> and then uh, completely littered. Completely littered. But he looks good in the Batman suit and in Geely. I think yeah, the matchups. Good. He looks good. I'm not against the idea of him as a Batman. I mean, it could it, depending I'm on the uh, you know. Just to be clear, Batman still a fake person that never existed, right? Um, I don't know. No, you didn't hear yeah, the news. I don't. I don't. He's, I don't he's he's we got us oh, yeah. a Batman. They made yes. him. Real. Did he purple rose of Cairo into existence? <laughs> 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 yep, that's okay. a verb now. Shiri right. purple screen. rose of Cairo. <laughs> he stepped off the screen to fuck me a pharaoh. <laughs> what if, what if the character a pharaoh now? Wait, so I, 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 I heard that as Geely came to life. Like he's going to fuck me, me a pharaoh. Like he's going to bake you a cake. He's going to fuck you a Ramsey. I heard like Chris is at this point a pharaoh, so he would have I mean, to step out of a pictogram. Fuck me a pharaoh, yeah. fuck me oh a pharaoh tonight. <laughs> Guys, I almost feel as if we've gotten off track. What? what? Uh, off track? Do people know what superego is? Um, I don't. I, I would imagine. I assume most people know what superego is, but it's essential. Well, if you 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 can describe it, or I will attempt. Would you to explain it? it to me? Sure. It's just a uh, an improvised. Character-based audio sketch podcast that then we we record really loosely and then tighten it all up in post-production and we have guests on and it's all presented in this sort of psychological doctor study format, but very loosely. And uh, we're just about. This is another announcement. We're going to start a fourth little season, for lack of a better term, nice. coming out September first. Fantastic! It's yes. a great. It's a. It, first of all, it's a beautifully produced show. Thank you. And the thing that I think is great about it for an audio podcast is the shows are only about thirty thirty five minutes yeah. long, but it's. The sketches are two to four minutes, so you just you really just bounce around. So there's never it, the show doesn't lag yeah. at all. We're we're afraid to to give you too much to you. <laughs> no, it's true. What? We're tr- yeah. I, it, it 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 wouldn't survive. I don't think if it was longer than it's it is. True. It's, it's gotta too be frenetic. About Twenty five to thirty five minutes. Otherwise, yeah, we've come we've, to shit on our own podcast. Yeah. Well, no, we've but long, long form sketches. Sketchy. Yeah, <laughs> Longhorn sketch is a kidding. dicey prospect yeah. because it, it's difficult to write endings to things and then arcs and then you have to – and at a certain point, it's sort of like uh, you know if, if someone kind of gets what the, what the game of the sketch is and they're like, okay, I got it. Yeah. And they just want to spit it out right. like, like a piece of gum. So it's nice. The show moves really, really, really fast. Yeah. Because long form sketch is essentially you're better off writing a play. Right. Anyway, yeah. It's like yeah, here's a series of one acts, yeah. which – 
season five. One X. <laughs> but all Christopher Durang. Everyone, everyone gets 90 minutes apiece uh, to tell your story. Fringe Festival, the podcast. Oh, God, that sounds brutal. Uh, oh, man, yeah. that sounds those, brutal. Just those two terms together. But we started, uh, we, we animated, well, we, we produced the animation for a handful of them for, for Nerds Channel, and the company that animated those, they are gorgeous. Company, it's really... It's one guy. It's two it's guys, guy? essentially, but one guy doing all the animation. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Mark Miller and Brandon Malberg. Brandon did the animations. Those guys have been amazing. So what you guys were allowed us to do with that was fantastic. Yeah. The, the, the uh, HR Giger yeah. uh, episode was... We had planned on releasing that for months. And then he died. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so... We are falling downstairs. Oh, man. So was we, it the same day? It, it was, was very close. It was really close. Be, it literally was. I mean, it was. It was like death roulette. Like the chip was on the day, and the day the number yeah. came up. And I think we pushed it by a week, but that was the one that was ready. So we we put it out a week later and just crossed our fingers, like, please don't think we're trying to capitalize on the. And then you know, a, a handful of people were like, "How dare you!" I mean, <laughs> if ever there was someone. You could tiptoe up to the edge of death with it. <laughs> right. Um, we, also, the guy that uh, invented the original G.I. Joe died the week we put out the G.I. Joe one. And oh, no, no. that didn't really? catch anybody's the radar. Super ego curse. curse. I know. It's like the Poltergeist movie <laughs> curse. So then, okay, now if we're on our death squad, here we go. We did we a are. show in Vancouver. Uh-huh. And we did the... We, oh, yeah, there's a video we there's have. There's a video we a have. Live show. That we showed, and it was <laughs> <clears throat> this video had been done three months before we did this show, four months, and that week, I guess Brittany uh, Whitney uh, Houston had died. Oh, but at the end of it. the video, not, not the real person. It goes from I don't know. It, it goes to it's her just, face, yeah. like a, which, an otherworldly, uh, and then Whitney her eyes Houston. light up, and then it fades out on her face, <laughs> but just the eyes. Get, and we so Paul graciously went out and went, look, <laughs> some things are going to happen. <laughs> there is something highly topical it's at this moment. Like, the part of so and so will be played by so and so. The part of Whitney Houston will now be played by Whitney Houston's ghost. <laughs> but it got such a huge reaction because we didn't say what it was. Right. We said, You're going to see something at the end of one of these videos. <laughs> we did. You'll know it when you see it. We didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah. This was this was made months and months ago. We don't have anything else to put in this slot. That's the only way you can get out of that, though. Oh, yeah. Like, you got out of it beautifully. But it got such a huge reaction (laughs) when people were like, oh, this is definitely the thing. (laughs) Yeah, and it wasn't a good or a bad reaction. It was just pure, like, recognition. recognition. (laughs) Oh, you should have come out and gone, that wasn't it. That wasn't the thing. What's what's, what's with you guys? Oh, God. That's so. How many times do you, did you guys do the do live versions of the show? We used to do it monthly at UCB, and then we've we've basically taken a break from that. And then we we tour with it maybe once yeah, a we've, month. We've we've so, uh, on average we've gone we've done San Francisco Sketchfest, and mm-hmm. like I said, Vancouver. We just got back from beautiful South Carolina. That's nice. right. And uh, Sullivan's Island. We were there in Charlotte. Yeah. That was pretty great. Uh, that not, was, it is not Charlotte. It's Charleston. What? <laughs> we were in Charleston that whole week. You thought Charlotte was Charleston or the reverse you of what were. I said? <laughs> I was in beautiful Charleston. <laughs> Charlotte. No, you just say <laughs> No, you don't even you can't This even, is why you, you need a breadcrumb trail for your lives. This is why uh it's a uh, kind of a frenetic podcast because <laughs> I can't keep track well, of it. Let's just put it this way. Mark and I handle the technical details. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, Otherwise, uh, it would like be like, this is hooked up like a, a Ford LTD. How do you... So when you're... When you're... <laughs> See? You See know, what I mean? see what I mean. Yeah. When you're uh, when you're building the when you're building the show, how long how long do you kind of riff around? And is it sort of like okay, I think we got it, and then chop 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 chop? Well, yeah. I think each session's probably two three hours, and we'll do maybe four, four or five. We'll try stuff, and we know pretty much five ten minutes in, like this is gonna work, or yeah, eh, maybe not. And yeah. for for that last season, we were running too long, and it was too hard to edit. So this time, we've been kind of setting like a ten minute timer. And we got to wrap it up around ten minutes because they've just been getting too 
Yeah, Matt, Matt edits all of it, and it's it's like you know what was the, the longest I think we had was about forty two minutes, where he's just listening to all this raw riffing. to get four minutes out to of forty two yeah, minutes. Yeah. Is, <laughs> he's deep in the mine with that. Well, so. our uh, Nico Case is on our first episode she's coming fucking, out. So fucking funny. She, she's hilarious. Really, and, uh, yeah. the, her sketch she sings with Jeremy's Shunt McGuppin character, and we retrofitted a full country band to their improvised acapella stuff and that's the most work we've ever put into yeah, that a sketch. Was a, a I mean, lot of work. Like Pedal Steel, Live Pedal Steel, Mark played and we, we just, we went, you know, you got Nico Case, let's make it You play Pedal Steel? Fun. I do, yeah. He does. That's a fucking hard instrument to play. Yeah, I will be learning how to play it for the rest of my life. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's a math problem and a loom that makes music. <laughs> Churchill? I believe that was yeah. Mr. Churchill. The puddle of steel. Mad problem for loom. And in the morning, you will still be ugly. Wrapped up. In- <laughs> it's a tile puzzle wrapped up in a where in the world is Carmen San Diego? In a, in a Connect Four. The riffing is. Um, it, it it's I, what I love about it is the it, it's a double edged sword because um, one of the reasons things can go on so long is that you don't have the pressure of a live audience um, where you you know once you, when we've done this live it sort of works out because it has to so yeah, the sketches yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the sketch lengths sort of they work out you find an out um, because everything's heightened and it's like there's people looking at you so it's yeah. like this has to you know this has to have um a bunch of satisfying laughs and uh and then it has to end in a uh as close to a satisfactory way as possible <laughs> but then when you're without that audience um you know you can go on for forever but you do there is a thing that sort of takes over where it's like okay i think there, i think that's in there Let's just get a button on this, yeah. you know, and then you can throw out a bunch of lines to kind of end the bit. It sounds like the difference between going shopping when you're hungry but you don't know what you want versus I'm going to get cereal. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. You know, especially with the audience, you probably get two or three minutes in and you're like, all right, now we just need an, we just need a blackout right. joke yeah. And yeah. to like yeah. end the scene. Yeah, you start shopping not knowing what you're looking for and then by the end you know exactly what you're looking for and then you go get it. Right? Did, did, I, did I do that? Yeah, Mark yeah, does yeah, most yeah. of the it's technical like work for a Ford LTD. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what are the plans ultimately to to take the show? I, I personally, I think it's a, especially with the animated version. I think I think it's a TV show. I really do. I really think <laughs> Your it's a TV mouth show. to God's south. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> God south. God south. I'm God south. Devil. I'm south God. <laughs> They've dived up like they're trying to divide up California. <laughs> we pitched it around yeah. um, a couple. Was that two years ago now? Two or Something three, like almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah three, and it was yeah. it was tough because we pitched it as a sketch show, and everyone we went to said, "Oh, that sounds great. We're just looking to do narrative shows." And it's like that would have been key information to have before the meeting was set. Well, I love when I love. I... I I my I started to say I love it. I wasn't being sarcastic. That we'll save that for the Melbourne Brag podcast. Sarcasm. <laughs> I hate when I hate when you're pitching, and then as I remember, I pitched a show once to a network a couple like maybe like four or five years ago, and uh, they go they listen to the whole pitch and they go, uh, "We're not doing any shows indoors. We're doing all outdoor programming now." What? I was like, well, you're fucking dumb. Because why wouldn't you at least consider the possible? What if there's a really great? I'm not saying mine's it. But what if there's a really great... What a weird I, classification. No, I, but you were pitching to the Home and Garden Network. I was pitching to the Outdoor <laughs> Network. Yeah. And I just wanted to bring him indoors. <laughs> and my show is called Shut In. <laughs> it's all about a guy who's... He's, first of all, he's photo, photosensitive. He can't, <laughs> right. he can't go out in the light. Kills or, him. Like the kids from the others. <laughs> uh, thank God they turned out to be dead already. He's a um, lost. So that they could be in the light. Ooh, did they die from that disease, though? Did no, they die from them. their light sensitivity? She killed them. Why did she kill them? Because, because her were... husband died in battle and she went crazy and so she went mad with grief and killed herself and killed the kids. Rude. Which one? Spoiler alert. It was the second movie that was... It, and it only took two movies to destroy the mechanism of, oh no, you're the ghost. Right. Uh, yeah. Like it took yeah. two movies, <laughs> oh, right. Six Sense, yeah. the others, and then No Mas. Yeah. Like oh, that, yeah. that was it. Yeah. Like no yeah. one else could pull that shit off again. After I haven't that. seen the others, but that sounds like a de-eroticized Flowers in the Attic or something. Is that... 
which it's is highly what? eroticized. <laughs> is it? Ooh. Are you that kidding? Movie. Victorian children? You really ought to check it out. <laughs> Come on. Come on. All right. No, Nicole Kidman, she's in a big giant uh, house. and. Uh, but is it erotic? No, no, it's not erotic. No, not at all. No. Damn. It's all right. just a, it's Define just... erotic. Uh, little ghost children? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very erotic. <laughs> Very erotic. Who are no longer sensitive to light. <laughs> this is what happens. Uh, it's still worth watching, even though that I just completely destroyed uh, what the twist of the movie I've had that, that one in No Way Out with Kevin Costner always gets spoiled to me on like a yearly basis. Have you still not seen No Way Out? Never have, but I know the ending. It's spoiled on a yearly, yearly. basis. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one with Gene Simmons? What? No. <laughs> Oh boy. Where that? Oh boy. Do you, what was <laughs> Ford LTD. <laughs> what was the one with Gene Simmons and oh, uh, Never Too Young to Die? Ne- no, not Never John Too Young Stamos? to Die. We, I know. Kiss Me to the one. Phantom of the Park? T- uh, <laughs> uh, oh Pygmalion 1986? I was. No. Um, uh, it was. Runaway. Uh, Runaway. Thank you. You're welcome. What was Runaway? Terrible. <laughs> was it a was it a sort of sci-fi thing? Or yeah, it like tried to be robotic to be. stuff like it, nanobugs or robotic yeah. bugs. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. That's right. Rachel Ward. Oh. Maybe oh, now Rachel you're Ward. reaching beyond Somebody my. Like now you bag just eroticized the film for me. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> Runaway. She's a whiskey voiced ch- charmer. <laughs> I think they should do a sequel to Against All Odds with Rachel Ward and Jeff Bridges now. I think that would. Be, I bet you that'd still be highly I need erotic. to see that. Yeah. I never saw and that. Call movie. it. I like them on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah. And same character. They're trying to game. They're trying to game the horse race system. <laughs> God, uh, that's that to me is a sold in the room pitch. <laughs> We're only making. Indoor films, though. So you, oh, set, yeah. set it indoors. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you can't do it at a horse track. Okay, it's a comedy in the race. future. And what they've done is they've put horse races in domes. We're back in. <laughs> but, uh, okay, no, but, but the dome is completely transparent. Does that still count? We're out. Damn it, I'm oh. sorry. I should have waited until we signed the deal before. Where do you I... fall on Biodome? The movie? Yeah. Mm. I've never seen it, so please don't spoil it for me. <laughs> well, it turns out it's dumb. Stephen Baldwin and Paula Shore are two unlikely fellows who get trapped in a biodome oh, that's right. for a while. And that one came out at the same time that uh, Brendan Fraser did uh, Encino Man. Encino Man. So I would get them confused because I think I saw them both at about the same time. Yeah. You know, they're two totally different scientific principles. One is about a living <laughs> ecosystem in a dome, and the other one is about a guy who's unfrozen, and he was a... He was a both fish person. out of water. Uh, yeah, exactly. Both That's fish two. out of water. Okay, I'll give you that. And they all kind of looked kind of But only one grungy. of them had Stephen Baldwin. Only That's one of them true. had Stephen That's Baldwin true. in it. Yeah. Wait, so it was Brendan Fraser, Stephen... Uh, uh, Polly Shore, and who was the second... Who was, like, Polly Shore's friend in Encino Man? Oh... What? Sean Austin. Sean Astin. Astin. Sean Astin. Oh, wow, really? How did you know who it was but fuck up his name? <laughs> That's the mystery of the dance. That was the strangest pull. <laughs> the mystery of the dance. Because <laughs> I'm also thinking this is Airheads era, right? With yeah. It was a little bit of Airheads, was a little yeah. bit later. Airheads actually did that more. Airheads a serious film. Yeah. What, seriously? <laughs> well, I mean, compared to those, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Didn't, I still have my for your consideration copy of Airheads. Yeah, Airheads is like dog day afternoon. <laughs> 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 to those films. The director's cut of Airheads. So <laughs> I got it on Criterion on Laser. Steve, Steve Buscemi wants to become a woman. It's very hard hitting. <laughs> no, that. Wait. Was that that movie? Which? No, in Dog Day After Runaway? Oh, no, uh, because there's a movie where. Oh, no. Now you've got me confused with, um, uh, with uh, Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. Where Steve Buscemi is dre- he's dressed like in. Uh, Yes, and he's like a sniper. He's in pantyhose or something, and then but, Billy Madison calls him and is like, hey, I'm sorry, I was addicted to you, and then he crosses his name off the kill list. Oh. So I, 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 just, crossed, but I just crossed wires. Steve Buscemi again. was in Airheads, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Here's the so day. September 1st, <laughs> Super, uh, Ego. Super Ego is happening. <laughs> is it, you're posting it that day? That's when the first episode will come out, and then there'll be... Not exactly monthly, just just a lot of work. So they'll, I guess they'll come when they when come. When it's ready, yeah. it's ready. Yeah. yeah. We also yeah. have some something we call second opinions. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unused mm-hmm. sketches. So we have some sketches. We had a surplus of sketches from season three that never kind of saw the light of day. About a million, right? <laughs> yeah. Roughly. Yeah. yeah. Roughly, yeah. Literally. <laughs> so we took uh, like 12 of the best of those and yeah. put them on this thing. We talked about sort of like why 
maybe they didn't make the cut. Why, you know, some of them just don't work. But we thought, like, it'd be cool to kind of see how we do this and, and, and the process of improvising these sketches and then cutting them down and maybe why they don't work. And we just have a... A real gas. And then we, we, we got some live action videos coming out. It's just going to be a month of splendor from August 1st to September 1st. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. It really yeah. is. The gift that keeps on giving yeah. Yeah. to Wally in the future. <laughs> I love how uh, all of this ruckus is going on, and that dog is like. I've heard it. Katie's dog, Scout, care. has been at a ton of podcasts and is. You would never know. How old is Scout, Katie? Two. Wow. wow. What? How is it possible? No, That's what I'm saying. In dog ears. Oh, interesting. What do you just hang out by you? You mean like? Yeah. Oh, and right. While the homeless people yeah. are podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're talking. Now you're talking. It's, it's, it's bound to happen. Yeah. Because everybody else has a podcast except yeah. homeless people. Well, so they might. You know, it's coming. Know. Yeah. No, I think that. Uh, hang on, I misspelled something in the feed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, homeless Dan. <laughs> yeah, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so Dan, what? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, Chris, oh. it's nice to see you. Gonna finish that water? Um, I wasn't planning on it. Do you, do you want you, it? Yeah, it's not even mine. It was just here when I got here. No, it's fine. I'm not gonna drink it. I need to wash. What series of events led to get you here? Well, um, I was just picking through the garbage, and I thought I'd come in. Something smelled good, and there's. Some I don't coming, mean this particular moment. Coming down and out in Beverly Hills, <laughs> <laughs> you're like verging. You're verging on a nolter. <laughs> Does that does that feel hold up? I feel like maybe it holds up. I have not seen it since it was new. I, I haven't seen it ever. I was in the goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> there are two movies which I remember as being wonderful, and I, I don't know if they hold up. Down and Out in Beverly Hills and Ruthless People. Like two of these oh, big people. Oh, budget, people. Me too. Like multi-character <laughs> comedies. Uh, these giant, yeah. you know, these you know, like it was after it was it was post Beverly Hills Cop era. They're like. We could spend like a hundred, fifty or a hundred million dollars on it. I mean, in that day, yeah, on, yeah. on a comedy like yeah. the huge, the blockbuster comedy film. Yeah, the action comedy. Yeah. What was Ruthless People again? It was Ruthless People was uh, was uh, Bill Pullman and Helen Slater and um, Helen Slater and, uh, yeah. and the funniest woman in the world, Bette Midler, <laughs> yeah, Bette Midler. and and uh, Danny, and DeVito, Danny DeVito. Right? Yeah. And they were basically there was just a lot of heist. Crossing, yeah, conning yeah. each other, right? And, yeah. Was that yeah. was and that, Judge Reinhold? Was that yeah. the one where Ben Miller gets kidnapped and then yes. he Danny DeVito is like keeper or whatever? It's based on the Ransom of Red Chief, I believe. Right? Okay, oh. yes, um, yes. <laughs> it's been it's been remade a number of times under different names. Far um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, not the original, the the re-release. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, That's which Beth Midler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Who re-release. was comped in? Oh. Yeah, it, oh, it bugged me the way she was floating around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I didn't feel like her technology. scale next to Han was quite right, but it wasn't. It wasn't. At least we got her in there. Yeah, and she was shiny. Weird career Bill Pullman has had that he people forget that he's done a lot of comedies. Yeah. He's fucking fun. He's funny. Like yeah, he was. He's really, really funny in Ruthless People. Yeah. Um, My girlfriend thinks I look like Bill Pullman. <laughs> I mean, there's a little pull. Why are you so down, buddy? Well, he's just really right down the middle, isn't he? He's, I, <laughs> that has always been my opinion. Yeah. He's tepid. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think he's terrific. Oh, I, I, I like him. I have to. You know? <laughs> I don't know if you... I don't know if that means you have to like him. I think to, or just... else, what do I, what do I think about myself? Oh, well, I, don't, I don't like a lot of the people that people tell me I look like. <laughs> Who do you get? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to say. Okay. <laughs> By the way, don't ever yeah, tell anyone they look yeah. like someone. Never, never, never. Never tell yeah, someone never, never. they look like someone. I will say, according to Twitter, I look like anyone and anything that yeah. has a mustache. Oh, People yeah. who send me pictures of inanimate objects that just have like a mustache. <laughs> on, like, Mr. Pringles? This is you. Oh, if if only. <laughs> Not that I haven't gotten Mr. Pringles. But like, any, like I don't know, just like things that sort of vaguely look like, like a rock formation that's like, this looks like you. <laughs> you... <laughs> See how this rock has a mustache? <laughs> Some people's brains only see, like, they just zoom in on one thing. It, it was a year really... before I didn't know you were Gene Shallot. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something weird? Yeah. I am Gene Shallot. What? what? 
Well, double dipping. Vindicated. All right. Um, so, how many episodes do you guys? What, how many episodes constitutes the next season? Oh boy. Well, we typically do. This is a source of God some discussion. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, in the past, we've done Wiz. fifteen new episodes, and then maybe a couple of like the greatest hits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then this one will probably be a bit shorter, though. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. We do have a lot sort of stacked up, ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Excited to get that stuff out into the world. And yeah. uh, I around episode nine is where I start to feel my palm on my forehead and go, I'm real dried up. I don't know what else <laughs> yeah. to the think is of. All, amount of voices and I, characters. I, I, I motivation. We, we started with about like, numerous characters each, and we're all down to about two to three now. Yeah. They've all, it's like, like, oh, all I do two or three voices. Yeah. Well, you, got, you got a homeless Dan. Yeah. I got a homeless uh, Dan. Brand new. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Totally brand, brand new. Bring him, bring him <laughs> back home with you. We all have an old man. We all have a we confused have lady. That's right. We all have. Wait, everyone. First, I want to hear the old man, and then I want to hear the confused ladies. All right. I have two old men. One is, hi, and the other is, hey, how's it going? Right. That's more middle-aged man. Yeah. That's more Dick Winters from, uh, yeah, from Band, of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. real guy. The real guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the, yeah. the interviews. Yeah, yeah. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the... <laughs> I would love it if he was, if he was the only eighty year old and the rest of them were young. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm saying not to be confused with with uh, uh, Damien Lewis yes, playing right, right, right. Yes. Okay, so, wait like to look. Damien Is that satisfying? Look, you, we've Jeremy? confirmed I'm a stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what's your old man? I drive a Ford LTD. <laughs> Jeremy, what's your old man? Uh, well, I like to talk to people about things, and it's basically my mother only. If yeah, I do wanted your to, woman. It's and then my mother is the, the thing. same yeah. thing. What well, do you it's do to that guy? That, we're never sure if it's a man or a woman. Yeah, and it's and, that, and that's the, where the fun begins. The, thing, <laughs> the, the phrase on our podcast that's come up the most is "I'm a woman" because in our heads we're playing characters that are so clearly feminine. Yeah, but we'll be like, "Could you hand me those flowers?" Yes, yes sir. sir. I'm a woman, <laughs> and it's just oh. All always the, in every figures. episode, like yeah. I mean, look at my figure. Well, and the other part about it is, again, it's like we're riffing, like we we're improvising all of it. So there's no, you, there's ways to indicate it, but often it's just we start and we don't even think about it. Yeah, yeah part but of Matt it is, is editing even, it and he yeah. leaves in "I'm a woman." But I, but, but I, because well, because now it's a thing. Yeah, but yeah. I, but I think it's it first like started out when somebody was doing it, clearly a man's voice. And and as a joke, I think it you're was, the first one. Woman. It might have been me. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a woman. <laughs> What's your old man voice? This this guy. Just 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 put it over there and don't let's not uh, let's not talk about it again. Well, that's a good old man. Yeah, voice. yeah it is. That's great. got some. Yeah, that's got some teeth. I love it. Yeah, got, it does. Because he, he daughters. Yeah. he's daughtering. Yeah, that sound that 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 guy sounds like. <laughs> Someone in a Twilight Zone episode like that. I yeah. take that as a huge compliment. It's huge. Oh yeah. I started watching the Twilight. I started watching the Twilight Zones on Netflix, and I started watching from the the first season. There were like four episodes I had never seen. Yeah, yeah. Before. I did the same thing, and, and I thought I had seen. I feel like there always Twilight will be. Zone episode. Every yeah. time you revisit, there will always be four new, <laughs> new ones. ones. Yeah, I think it's like which is meta Twilight oh, Zone. Yeah. yeah, but I think uh, it's sort of like Python sketches where you think you've seen them all, right. but there's actually like there's some ones that uh, they maybe aren't. Uh, on the top of the pile. <laughs> I watched season four, I think. There's the one where the kids' parents are divorcing, so they jump into their pool. They find this little secret door in the pool and pop up in like a Huck Finn fairyland. Have you mm-hmm. ever seen it? Mm-hmm. So the, are you sure this isn't this a dream? Oh, you had? This this on there. I remember this one. The girl is, what's her name that plays Scout in To Kill a Mockingbird? But then halfway through, inexplicably, her voice gets dubbed by June Foray, Rocky the Squirrel. What? I'd, like, they must have messed up the audio or something. So it's her voice in the first act, and then the second act, like, it's not part of the plot. She just has a woman ADRing her voice. It's so strange. Rod, why didn't we just get the young actress to come back in? I God know. damn it. <laughs> I know. It's, but that's it's crazy. crazy. And that's the one I remember the most. I, yeah. Wow. I do, I do remember that episode, but I don't know if I remember it. And June Foray's voice is so recognizable yeah. whenever, oh, yeah. whenever yeah. you hear it. But and I it is. I mean, she's basically doing Rocky. 
the squirrel. I feel this. like they would hire her to do that as an insult to the actor. That she was, <laughs> she was so like, bad. I want to. We want to make it obvious. You blew it on this. <laughs> I've invited Watch. all my friends over to watch because there's only three channels of television, and it's very important. That oh, they should have got Orson Welles to do her voice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know Paul Greenberg? Yeah, of course. Paul Greenberg is an actor friend of ours. So funny, um, and he had. Uh, like a couple lines in the movie as good as it gets where he's a waiter and he uh, is serving something to uh, Helen Hunt and he goes and sees the movie no. and they've dubbed his voice like straight out of Pee Wee's Big Adventure yeah. right, where he goes to see the movie and then there's so he, like he is handing something to Helen Hunt and he hears this voice go ma'am like a super <laughs> deep voice it's like what? Did no he ever get a him? reason? No, oh no, no. I, I think it was, they told him it was just like the audio was bad or something, mm. but. The audio was like, bad. Why? I mean, the audio of your voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, like the mics were fine. The tone of your such, voice. It was the... such a small amount of dialogue. It was like, we're not going to eh, call him it. in to do it, yeah. but still. It was probably just, it was probably just the editor just went, ma'am. Oh, we got it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even bother. <laughs> With we, morning coffee voice. We're going to have to pay this guy 800 bucks to come back in and record it. And <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> ma'am. I'm a woman. <laughs> did you guys? Did you you guys worked with Channel One Hundred and One from the beginning? beginning. Yeah, way, yeah, even before it was Channel One Hundred and One. Yeah, it was just uh, I don't midnight, know what midnight, midnight movie. That's where, yeah, I yeah. saw you guys, Matt and Jeremy, in Channel One Hundred and One stuff before I years before I met you. Yeah, oh, really? years and years before I met you. Yeah. Oh my God! When wow. you, did you have to host the videos yourself? Back then, uh, no, no, no. You would g- send them in by mail to Dan by or mail. Rob to their address, uh, or Dan just drop it off. Yeah, and uh, then they would upload it to their servers. But everything back then was like that old silver bar quick time that would yeah. take forever to load. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. And I remember because they were so strict with the five minute rule. The first movie I made was called Buckle Up yeah. and it was like oh. five minutes and four seconds and so I I knew I had to speed it up so I sped up all of Jeremy's parts he played the villain this country guy so his character kind of went to this guy that talked like this and it became this like accidentally brilliant oh. thing and it got us under five and we got it yeah. 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 I used to love the the when they were doing it at um, was it Cinespace? yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh. That uh, just those monthly parties yeah. and viewings and yeah. those yeah. were really fun yeah, and and and, and YouTube really just kind of sucked the wind out of all that stuff. You know that's it's responsible for Super Ego because the show that we did that had its run was called Ultra Force based on that Mega Force movie mm-hmm. and we set ourselves up for such heavy production value. It was like, it was intense and we we it was set in the the post apocalyptic future but it was from the vantage point of the early 1980s. So it's, 19, we were making these yeah. in two th- 2003, but it was 1999. Mm-hmm. On the eve of the cosmos <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so, I still think that that could become a series. Uh, yeah. The Colonel is That'd there. It's fun. very, yeah. it's such a funny well, we idea. We got so tired of it that we killed the characters and self canceled. And then we like took a year where we're just like, we don't want to do anything. And then when podcasting came around in 2006, that's when I was like, this would be perfect for us. no, all the production value is there, but it's like in the mind, and you don't. We can just talk into mics, you know. Yeah, we'd both been thinking about it. My I, my girlfriend at the time was like, "You guys should do a video podcast." And we were like, "We don't want to do anything video. We want to sit down. <laughs> we want to just record stuff." And the idea was that thing where I think everybody's done this, where you have a tape recorder as a kid, and you're like, "Let's do funny voices." Yep, and yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. But what's so hilarious to me, and 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 this is something. What's hilarious to me is that it then became a very work-intensive thing. Like the whole idea. Oh yeah, was, yeah. This is supposed to be just simple, fun. But that's me. around. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's. I think we share an affinity yeah. for that. Of like going in thinking this will just be fun. Get people together. Have no, a good you time. have to learn lines. You just got to come yeah. in and fuck yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it becomes like <laughs> then it's June. Like super involved. Then it's June twenty ninth, and you're like, we need two sketches. In 48 hours, yeah. oh. part fully of produced and a, made, because we set our own standard for that's it. That's right. right. Part, part of it came, that came out of Channel 101, too, because there was a really funny cardboard aesthetic that like Rob Schraub and Dan Harmon did so well, but then it became this thing where I think people were kind of copying that and like took a pride in, we're not going to try, and if, if we don't try, we don't have to mm-hmm. fail. And so we we always at some point would just go, let's let's go, go big or go home. And, well, yeah, because yeah. there definitely is the... Are you talking about the boo? 
<laughs> oh, the boo! The boo! The boo. Yeah. Oh my god! The boo! Is all that stuff must be up somewhere? It's still there. It's still, still on there. Channel One Hundred One. That era we were in, it was the boo time belt. Time Fucking belt. time belt is yeah. so good. Chris Tallman uh, is so funny in that. Yeah, cool. Computer cool. man, right? Computer man. Yeah, should, that was yeah. Harmon's. Yeah. Yeah. Laser fart. Laser fart. Yeah. <clears throat> Ringwald and Molly. I played. Uh, <laughs> if you were doing a sketch of fake sitcoms, I know. Yeah. 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 Well, that's how well. Laser Fart came about. He was joking. I played a villain in that called Robot Dick, who was like Doctor Octopus, but with a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Not my current girlfriend, but a my girlfriend. Just, one just dick. the one. Okay. My girlfriend before that. The first time I met her parents, they they were very religious and they had Googled me, and that was all, <laughs> all they knew about me was Robot Dick. <laughs> It, was, it, it, it didn't last. Did you see that documentary about me, Robot Dick? <laughs> I'm going to treat your daughter real good. What was oh, <laughs> Samurai? What was Sammy Primero's fastest samurai in the West? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fun too. Did you ever do any of those? Were no, you? I never did any of those. It, I, I was 2003 was the year that I that I quit drinking, and so that was a year that I really was just trying That's to when you not wrote be drunk every night. That's when I wrote Shut In. I never finished it though. I, I, I bailed. Um, I'm afraid of success, I guess, so I quit drinking. But uh, so I wasn't really. I was just kind of getting my life back together. And by the time I really felt like, okay, you know, it was al- almost YouTube time. And right. I mean, I know Channel 101 still thrived. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I never. Uh, I, I back in those days, I was a guy with a lot of big ideas. Yeah. <laughs> And then I'd get bored and be like, well, that one's dumb. <laughs> or I'd start doing something. Oh, I got to go start this other one. You know, yeah. I really had to learn how to. No, you have to carry things out. Know, and the maintenance process isn't always fun. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what you sign up for when you commit to something. You know, like yeah. that was a, that was a, I had to learn that lesson. Yeah. Um, because it used to just be fun to sit around and get drunk and be like, and then, well, we could just, we could break into the zoo one night when it's not open, and then we'll have animals in the background, you know, it's just like a lot of really stupid, stupid ideas like that, that I were never in danger of being executed in any way. But, um, but that, but that, but that Channel 101 process was, is, I mean, such an amazing, um, class basically and and just make it fast it has to be this and do it quickly and just and don't overthink it and get it done yeah it was great it was the elegant idea but so kind of original even it was very fun yeah Mm -hmm. and even before it was at Cinespace it was at Toy on Vine that's right and they would sell out two or three showings a night oh yeah but that's not that's not there anymore right that was right in the production group it's not there anymore no I think there were stand-up shows there I it feels like Maybe there are, and I'm just not seeing them. But I feel like there was a time between like '98 and maybe like '07, where there were a bunch of really cool, like just weird alternative shows. Oh yeah, and, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. Maybe maybe that still exists, and I just I just don't have the I, time I, and energy. I think it does, yeah. But I, and I think it's I think that the 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 age range of the people is probably still the same as it was. Then. <laughs> right. It's like, right. Well, but it's it's people that are that are. It's it's a mixture of people that are on their way up and uh, veterans dropping in to do stuff. But but yeah, it is like if if you got other stuff going on, it is tough to make the time to do um, like a set like that, like a drop in right. kind of thing. Some people, man, some stand, there are some stand ups that absolutely make the time. Like they have to get on stage in that way and. I, I guess I'm just not that guy where it's like, I got to get my 10 minutes in tonight. You know, yeah. it's like, I'm okay to just yeah. watch. That so you think you can dance way. with my wife? <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I have precious little free time. And maybe I don't want to be in some dark room like telling that story again. Yeah, you find you got to find parking. You got to go in there. What number? Okay, I'm third. Okay, I'll go up there. Yeah. I didn't really write anything new. And I don't want to be the, can you put me on first guy? Right. Can you put me on first so I can get can out of here? I need to get out of here. Yeah. Bump your list. When do you, when do you want to go up? Can I just go up now? The show hasn't started yet. I know, but I want to get home before eight. Could you open the show with all oh, you just missed him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just paid ten dollars for parking. I know this doesn't make any sense, but I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. I still, I, uh, I, I, I've actually, I think I just talked about this in the podcast the other day, the last podcast that went up. But I've been having real trouble doing ten minute sets. It's it's hard. Real trouble because yeah. I'm so used to doing an hour that I haven't been able to. 
like I, I'm not used to writing in the six to ten minute format anymore. Yeah, yeah, and I bet so you got to cut to the quick, pretty. Where everything's really like you know, so it's just these long stories that I can't figure out how to like. <laughs> how do I just lift out the nugget to yeah. make it? Well, it's also because things feel connected, and it's it's hard to envision it. At, uh, removed from the rest of everything else. You yeah. know what I mean? To say like, I'm going to do a 10 minute part of this thing that I feel is a larger part, you know, is, is a much longer piece that all fits together. Right. And it's, it's sort of like, will this even make sense to people? Yeah. I just do this part of it. You yeah. Know? But yeah, it's, it is, it's tough to shrink it down. And it's also because like you get used to going on stage and like uh, you know, kind of warming the crowd up a little bit. They get to know you. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Once, once they get to know you and you've set yeah. up those rules, then you can kind of start talking with this idea that they have yeah. already. Uh-huh. And, and that it, itself takes ten minutes. It takes ten <laughs> you know? minutes to do that. Yeah. yeah. Some comics are really good at at just like one line establishing who they are at the top of this. And I'm not. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I, I sort of just. Some. I just hope I'm like. I hope they have any idea who I am because it's a lot easier <laughs> exactly. in 10 minutes. You know? And if they don't, it's just like, nope. Yeah. All those, right. Those 10-minute slots we've done on sort of stand-up shows or variety shows or whatever have been tough for us too for that same reason. It's like we come out where we do – we've done a sketch where it's like, oh, it's a radio call-in, like a like Heartlines, yeah. that love dedication thing. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's funny but like from the gate there's nothing that they establishes this is what this is yeah. and by the time it's over they sort of go like oh yeah 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 do but more then, yeah, I can't right and then but in those hour long shows you were shows, just about great <laughs> yeah I, I think the difference is it's, it's the difference between um, if you were to do a written sketch like we're gonna do this thing and that, that's gonna fit into someone else's larger show as opposed to an improv thing, which that's its own evening, you know, yeah. like yeah. we're going to improvise this because when it's when it's in the when it's put plugged into, uh, you know, like the super serious show or something, you know, where it's like, here's here's a here's a night of a bunch of different acts are going to do things. And then towards the end, like we'll throw in these improv guys and they're going to improvise things doesn't involve you guys at all the audience they don't, they're not going to ask for a suggestion yeah, we don't yeah, we don't yeah ask they're for just going to make stuff up you're going to have to take them at their word that they're making it up you know it just it just feels weird well, yeah. an, audience yeah. feel, an audience needs they just need context for something yeah, yeah. They, they can't and throwing them a curveball is really hard in 10 minutes because they just you kind of got to re-steer and if yeah. you can you know sometimes there are ways to do that but other times their brain's over here and you're here and then you're trying to you're reaching yeah and then the tips of your finger and then it's over you're hoping yeah. for what's happening and not what just happened <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, you know, it's funny I would, I would go on the road and have amazing sets and feel really good about where I was headed and then I'd come back and do like you know, t- ten minutes at an art loft downtown, and like not have a great <laughs> set, and be like, "What am I doing with yeah. my?" You know, and yeah. just yeah. kind of, yeah. and really, you and use that as the. Oh, I don't think I'm. You know, when really, you know, maybe not having a great set for an art loft full of hipsters without any context isn't a clear indication <laughs> of right. You know, or necessarily like, a horrible thing. Right. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> you may be a barometer that you're doing pretty well. <laughs> 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 but it all, but all goes back to this idea of uh, years ago. Paul and I had this conversation because I heard someone say, um, you know, like you should be go- you should be able to go into any room and destroy. Oh. And Paul was like, No, you shouldn't. <laughs> you know, it's like saying <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, who is that? The the general chasing the A team like that. <laughs> Colonel Decker or whatever his Decker, name is. Like, what Colonel kind Decker. of military absolutism is that? I'm going to tell you right now. Well, there's there's a certain there's a certain school of comedy that's very aggressive, and it's all about um, it, it. It's very it's all about competition in a way, and it sees and it sort of sees it as comedian versus audience, right, you know, right. and yes. that you have to dominate them, you have to win and. Uh, the more you do that, the better of a comedian you are, because then you have something against uh, over, you have something over other comedians. Like I can go into any room and destroy with my material, and it's like, you know, it, it's. It, I think it was Chris Rock that said it doesn't matter. Uh, you can't ever blame the audience if they're too stupid, too drunk, whatever. It's like 
Those are things you can't blame on an audience. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, because I always, Especially if people are too drunk. Like, yeah. Well, I've been yeah. saying, yeah. you know, like when – sometimes I'll talk to the audience before and at midnight taping and I'll just say, look, you know, the comedian does most of the work, but you, you have like a 10% response. If you want to enjoy the show, you just have to kind of – Pay attention and come together a little bit. Because it's a relationship. Sure. It's not yeah, a lecture. Absolutely. And so you just have to come to here so that we can meet you. And so don't come in and cross your arms and go, you better be funny. It's like, yeah. no, you as an audience, you have to fucking make us funny by just kind of just allowing uh, – uh, opening your mind to the possibility that you're going to pay attention and that you might enjoy it. Yeah. As, as in life – uh, the idea is that we both come together to the situation assuming the best of each other. <laughs> Correct, yeah. And we'll do like 90% of the work, but just like yeah. a little bit of, you know, don't yeah. cross your arms and be like, you know. Like really just be open to the idea that it, that it could be funny or that you might have a good time, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, come in smiling. Yeah. <laughs> but it's sort of, you know, those... Uh, those late shows on Friday nights sometimes are sort of hard because oh. people have worked yeah. all day. They they get they start drinking at like five, and then uh, you know the, they the, really should have gone home. <laughs> yeah, because they've gone out somewhere first, yeah. and yeah. they probably had dinner and a bunch of drinks, and it's like that's enough. Like you guys all had a great time. Yeah, go home and watch. You know? So you think you can dance with your wife? Not with my wife. <laughs> no, with Wait. your wife. Don't watch shows with my wife. <laughs> you drunks. <laughs> Hey, Janie. I'm a woman. Where's the remote? <laughs> I'm also a woman. In this <laughs> Realize. <laughs> I think it's safe to assume we're all women. All of us. I'm, I'm a woman. I am. You know, we start as women in the womb. I am. It's true. It's I true. came out. I came out playing tiddlywinks. Tiddlywinks. Wow. How horrifying would it be if? Or do you think? Do you think this would be good or bad? Okay. So you just said we. You know, we all start off as female in the womb. What if you die a woman? Right. So what if the indicator that you're about to die is your dick falls off? And That's then when you like, know it's happening. Your dick falls off. Oh you're like, God. oh shit! And then, oh, but so then like a do you do you also does that reveal that there was a vagina underneath, yeah. or is it just the absence of a dick makes oh, you a woman? man? Oh, I'm not a doctor. I don't oh, know. I, I do apologize. No, guys, let's let's figure this out. Okay. Let's take as much <laughs> time as it takes. What is a woman? I, <laughs> and how do you talk to a lady? <laughs> well, I'm right here. Just start talking. <laughs> Carol Channing. <laughs> Did I don't remember eating corn. It's the weirdest production of My Fair Lady I've ever seen. <laughs> it rated me. Hey, Wally is loving it. <laughs> oh, he loves those old classics. He, he is enjoying the shit out of this right now. <laughs> His he best is. friend is a bug. Why are we putting so much, uh, giving him so much credit? I don't know. Because he's the la- you know, like he's what's left. <laughs> what's left, man? He, he took part in the social contract. They're the last two. They came together assuming the best of each other. There you go. You know what? You're right. I'm a woman. And the Lord said, <laughs> let me feel you where you part ways. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that, were you being the Lord or were you being a reverend? It, I am, impo- it's a complicated, see, here's the thing about it, is <laughs> when you're a reverend, you are compromised by the Lord. Oh, <laughs> Compromise. Oh, homeless Dan. Your system has been compromised. He comes into you in the form of a heaving ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Is is he dry heaving or is he heaving in in you? It can be both depending on the message of God. (laughs) Are you facing each other or... Sometimes, sometimes you're just spooning. <laughs> spooning with God sounds like a bad self-help oh, book. Yeah. Spooning with God by sounds like a grunge <laughs> bit. Yeah. Spooning with God! A bitch album. <laughs> Man, you guys. I'm so excited for the return of Super Ego. Oh, me too. Uh, I am too, as a fan. Yeah. Not and just a member. Not just a client, but as a fan. Oh, yeah. God, you guys, we're going to do it. <laughs> and you're still doing Variatopia. Yes. Uh, live and monthly at Largo. Um, next show is going to be... I'm very, very excited about it. I'm not releasing the names of the guests anymore. Um, this is just a crazy show that you should come see. And you should trust me that it's going to be good. Mm. I don't know. I mean, not one name. <laughs> yeah. 
Sometimes you'll, sometimes you're like when you'll do like when we do podcasts on the road and, and people go, "Well, I'm thinking about buying a ticket. Who's the guest?" And we're like, "Oh well, God, we'll be there." <laughs> <laughs> you like to listen to us, yeah. right? No, you're merely a vessel to give me what I want. You're a conduit. Oh, God. I edit you out with audacity most of the time. I just plug listen in that. Oh, it recognizes audacity. your voice and takes it out. <laughs> it's like you know those old things where they swap the sound channel and you could karaoke. It was a great thing. No. Remember anyone? No. Hello. I remember. Thank you. You know, I was a program engineer back in the 1920s. Is that so, sir? Uh, oh, I am a man. <laughs> well, hold on. Who was once a woman. Hey! You're probably going to die in soon. In the womb. <laughs> oh. My, my vagina just fell on. It fell on? Yeah. <laughs> my vagina fell on. Uh, I live in an anti-gravity room. <laughs> Pass me the an antique gravity room? <laughs> yep, it's an old gravity yeah. room. It's also just called a room. How much do you think... They had gravity in the old days, too. Uh, do you think I could get 1600 for this antique gravity room? <laughs> I found it when my grandmother passed. It's exquisite workmanship. Of course, it's, uh, it's very lovely, but as you can see here, it's entirely counterfeit gravity room. Mm. It's made so, by the uh, Hondurans. <laughs> Can I just leave it with you? Because <laughs> I don't want to take this home if it's never going to gain value. <laughs> what a sour, what a sour old lady. What's, what's your name, ma'am? Uh, Clisty Marafano. <laughs> my father, uh, she, uh, my father was Italian, and my fa- and my father, he was Greek. <laughs> what, do you have two fathers? Don't you be an asshole. <laughs> where did you, where did you find, where did you find this old gravity room? room? I, it was underneath a spare dresser in the, <laughs> in the spaceship that my granddad took to... Wait, what? Uh, yeah, he took it to the Philippines, and he uh, it's not space. bought a property there and discovered nudity and uh, brought it back to the United States, and now we have pilgrims every Thanksgiving. <laughs> if you're looking for an explanation, I can tell you there is none. There's not an explanation. So September first. Uh, yeah, September first. <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, if we live that long, uh, I'm working on a Shunt McGuffin album. We did a Journeyman album, which was. Fun, Why'd your voice get so deep right now? Because I'm in the resident room. <laughs> journeyman. 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 I think the old woman voice kicked it into low. <laughs> yeah, um, we're huge uh, outlaw country fans. Yeah, and we decided to make a full length record as our alter egos, the Journeyman. I believe you guys play, you played at um, something at Meltdown, but I can't remember what the event was. Maybe like a year and a half ago. That might have been my band. I have a bluegrass band too. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 UBCs. Yeah, Dust Bowl Cavaliers. Thank you. Yeah. We I was for a book signing, I think. I don't remember. But yes, we did play with God. Spooning Mitch, <laughs> Mitch album was there. Spooning yeah. with God, heading out, spooning, getting God, spooning with God, eating them up with a spoon. <laughs> Did you say Mitch album? Yeah. No, Paul said that ages Paul said ago. It earlier. I said that. God damn it, Jeremy. Look, I am a stupid idiot. <laughs> he was in character, so you can't blame him. He didn't. He wasn't absorbing any information as uh, Jeremy. Tell that character to, to clean out her ears. Well, I'll clean out my ears. Man, please, minute. we're trying to talk to Jeremy. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Let me just sit over here. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, but we made this record, and then Jeremy was like, "I'm making another one." Yeah, I was like, "I want to do it again." It was it was a blast. So, and uh, the boys have all agreed to come in and do stuff. What? So it's basically so just a nonstop. You're just constantly cranking out as much material as possible yeah, at all I guess times. So. Yeah, we uh, took a break for a while. Yeah, but it's good to be back. It's against our will, too. It's what? Well, because we're being forced like, to make this. We stuff. want to. I too sit on the couch and watch. Uh, so you think you might be able to possibly dance with my girlfriend, <laughs> right? And I love it. It's but oh, and I'm like I just want to be. At I like home. that show is that it's not, you're not watching with the girlfriend. Yeah, the show yeah. is so you think you might possibly be able to dance with my girlfriend. You think well, you can? Try it. Here's a twelve gauge. She's terrible. Go ahead. See if you can get past these guns. Um, 
No, I, I like being at home. And I, and I have a son, and I like hanging out with him and swimming and riding bikes. But there's just some stuff where it's like, I want to go do that. You know, you can't stop yourself. Super Ego, uh, is, do you have superego.com? Go superego.com. Go superego.com. Yeah, yeah. Who has superego.com? Some fucking doctor, probably. Uh, probably. It is, and it's also I want to say it's like in a, Portuguese. And it's like, what? Yeah, Honest to God, I think it's like an auto parts. Fuck cars. Company, I think Why? I'm going to it right now. Do What's superego.com, Katie? Katie's Five, up right now. four, three, two. Stop playing video one. poker for two seconds. <laughs> she would play video yeah, poker. She just oh, it's in a... close some tabs. What if it's a really yeah. funny podcast? Yeah, it's, is it a yeah, port? It's, like, it's, like it's a Portuguese auto supply store. It's either Portuguese or Spanish. Like Superego. Yeah, I think it is. Oh, no, Translate this page. What is it? It's the largest European manufacturer of tools for two. What? Tools the for lar- two? Oh, for the tube. For subways. Oh, oh, for the tube. Yeah, you should have liquid you'd that. Tube. <laughs> so it's probably pronounced super go because of the European oh. spelling. Uh, yeah. They spell super with an E on the end. She said they wrote it yeah. out, Paul. They wrote it out, yeah. Oh, but if you do need a giant wrench for something, yeah, get yeah. it from them. If you're building a subway from your garage to your bathroom, <laughs> which you should do, yeah. just take a subway. <laughs> and you're gonna walk to the garage. I'm gonna take the tube. <laughs> what? Not giant. Oh, a hacksaw. But it's a very important in subway construction. That's yeah. like that's like that's Mike Ehrmantraut's kit. <laughs> Good reference. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Out it really did look like, you know, he's got like, yeah. Well, you go to the website and you look at it and decide for yourself. <laughs> yeah. uh, so go superego.com and then, uh, and then September 1st. Yeah, and superego yeah. on iTunes. You can subscribe there. Please and subscribe. And check out there. those Nerdist animations because the, they're, they're so, good. so good. Oh, they look amazing. They're so yeah. good. And, then, and it's, it's also fun to, when you see, if you see the animations first, it's also fun to hear. Yeah. The, the audio sketches as well, and vice versa. And some of those characters recur. I think we've done several Gigers. We've done a few yeah. Family Feuds. We've done... Mm-hmm. Who did Giger? Was that you? That's it's Matt. me. Yeah. Um, Mark Miller, who produced these, uh, told me this story. I don't... Let's end on this. It's going to be great. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so he is... He works for Clive Barker's production empire. He's basically his main man, and he was hanging out with this director who had stayed at H.R. Giger's home in Switzerland, and Giger was touring him through the house, showing him his paintings, and they stopped at one, and this guy, I can't remember his name, but he goes, oh, H, uh, this painting has a bunch of holes in it. And he goes, yeah, that's where my girlfriend killed herself. <laughs> and he had to sleep in that house, and apparently that's a true story. I know she did kill herself, but I had no idea it was in front of a painting with a shotgun. And that it took like, several shots to kill herself? I, or a shotgun, or the fact that he, he cleaned it, but the holes ah! remain. And so when I say, like, th- that too soon for this guy, there's no such thing. I mean, he's, <laughs> he was obsessed with death, and he, there's no impression I could ever do of him that's as weird as he actually is. So he's, wor- <laughs> he's worth YouTubing in his own right, you know? Was, Matthew. Was. <laughs> Thanks, Adam West. <laughs> My pleasure. I'm Adam West God. God is Adam West? We've got South God and West God. <laughs> what if God was Adam West? What if God, God was Adam West? I didn't want to sing it. I knew Just you guys were doing it. Just like Adam West. <laughs> Just, Just a, a gigolo in a vest. <laughs> Maybe now that I'm... is homeless Dan. <laughs> you're, you're damn right. <laughs> hey Scott, let's go play fetch. <laughs> fetch. Is that it, like it's a cro- It's where I take a ball of lard, which is fat, and I throw it for him, and he catches it. <laughs> I, I thought it was like an, an off-brand dog game. <laughs> Off-brand. 99, 99 cent store fetch. That was okay, so like happy birthday, fetch is patented. Someone owns the right That's to right. it. That's like when we were kids, we would go out and play Tog. <laughs> I got mine at Ikea. You want to come over for some Condi Lawn? <laughs> or some Buse Ball? Gordon Sirk. 
<laughs> I just made it Swedish. <laughs> uh, we all won. Yeah. We did. We. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Carbonite.com. Carbonite is online backup made easy. Plans start at just $59.99 a year. Start your free trial today at Carbonite.com. Use the offer code Nerdist to get two bonus months with purchase. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients. Popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.